We are in the Gemara in Yevamos Mem Aleph Amar Aleph forty one A four in the Art Scroll Gemara. The Gemara is discussing the issue of Hutra Vinesra Vachazra Vahutra, a situation of Yibam where at the time of death of the husband, in with regards to the couple that didn't have any children, at the time of his death, uh, it was permissible for the brother in law and the sister in law to do Yibam to get married. Afterwards, at some point in time, it became forbidden. And then it went back to becoming permissible. Different scenarios within that of how that could happen. So there is a dispute. There is a machlokas between Rav and Shmuel as to whether or not we say that they could do Yibam. Do we say that since in the end of the day, at the time that the husband passed away, it was mutter, it was permissible to do Yibam. And right now it's also permissible to do Yibam. Do we say that you could do Yibam? Uh, which is the opinion of Rav, or do we say that no, that since there was at some point in time, that there was a there was one point in time where it was forbidden, so since at that point in time, uh, w- once there was one point in time where it was forbidden, it becomes always forbidden, i.e. it reverts back to the brother-in-law and sister-in-law relationship. Once at one point in time, there's no longer a mitzvah of Yibam, so now their relationship is viewed as a brother-in-law-sister-in-law relationship, which is forbidden. It's forbidden to do that, so even if one solves that, that particular problem, which prevented them from doing Yibam, now that it's Chazra V'Hutra, still, even though it becomes permissible, still it's a brother-in-law and sister-in-law relationship, which is forbidden outside the context of Yibam, which is the opinion of Shmuel. Again, just to, to explain, uh, the case where uh, they are forbidden, it's forbidden to do Yibam at the time of the death of the husband, and then at at that time, it's forbidden, but then afterwards, it becomes permissible. Everybody's in agreement that we would not do, allow for Yibam in that case. Since at the time of the death of the husband, uh, it was forbidden, so therefore, it automatically turns back to a scenario of a brother-in-law and sister-in-law outside the context of Yibam, which is forbidden. Uh, the whole dispute is what happens if it was permissible at the time of death, then it became forbidden, and then it became permissible again. And that is the dispute between Rav and Shmuel. So the Gemara will discuss that this topic uh, for the rest of the Gemara that's commenting on this Mishnah, and we will conclude with that that discussion in this recording, and we will begin a new Mishnah in the next recording. So Masav Rav Amnuna, Rav Amnuna asks, he's challenging Rav. Rav said that it would be permissible. If it was permissible, then forbidden, then permissible again, you would be allowed to do Yibam. Rav Amnuna asks, based on the following b'risa, Shlosh Achim. Okay, so now we have three brothers, Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. So Reuven and Shimon are married to two sisters. Let's say they're married to Rachel and Leah. Levi, the third brother, he's not married. He's not married to anybody. So what happens? Let's say Reuven dies. Reuven dies without any children. And he's married to one of the sisters. He's married to Rachel. And Levi, what does Levi do? He does Mimer. He does this rabbinic form of an engagement with Rachel. Well, what happens after that? Then Shimon now dies. Well, now that Shimon, Shimon dies, once Shimon dies, so now Leah is now uh, in the situation where she has to do Yibam Rachelitza. Rachel and Leah are brothers. So that's a scenario where two, sorry, Rachel and Leah are sisters. So that's the scenario where two sisters fall to Yibam. And as we mentioned in the past, when two sisters fall to Yibam from two different husbands, so in that scenario, you cannot do Yibam because for each one, there's a rabbinic prohibition to marry the sister of the one that you are zakik to, the one that you have this bond with. 
Uh, and so each one is the sister of the one that he, that Levi has a bond with. So he's not allowed to do anything at that point in time. But what happens afterwards? But then Leah passes away. Shimon's wife then passes away. So essentially what happened was uh, Levi was allowed to do Yibam to Rachel when Reuven passed away. He didn't do Yibam. He did Maimar. He did the rabbinic form of engagement. Then Shimon dies. At the point in time when Shimon dies, Levi is not allowed to do Yibam with Rachel. It's forbidden for him to do Yibam with Rachel. But then Leah passes away. So once Leah passes away, it becomes permissible again. So this is essentially a case of where it was permissible in the beginning. It was then forbidden and then became permissible afterwards. What's the law in this case? We say that the ruling is is that they have to do Chalitza. Reuben's wife, uh, Rachel, would have to do Chalitza. They would not be allowed to do Yibam. They have to do Chalitza. So this is a big question on Rav. According to Rav, it was permissible originally at the time of death of Reuven. It became forbidden once Shimon passed away. And then it became permissible again once Leah passed away. Leah, Rachel's sister, passed away. At that point in time, it should become permissible. According to Rav, it should be really permissible. So Rav, his reaction was Ishtik. He remained silent. He was silent. So Labasa Dinafek Amar, once Rav Amnuna left the study halls, Rav said, Amilo Amritle, why didn't I answer Rebbe Lazar? He, the Amar, came and shamed Allah Shachas Beisr and Nasra Allah Alamas. He said, I could have had the following answer. I could have responded back by saying that author of that price is the position of Rebbe Lazar. Because Rabbi Lazar, we actually know. Rabbi Lazar, there is an opinion. Rabbi Lazar is from the times of the Mishnah. This dispute between Rav and Shmuel, whether or not this would work, if it was permissible, then became forbidden, and then became permissible again, that is a dispute between Rav and Shmuel. They are Amarayim, they are from the times of the Gemara. So Rav said, you know what, well, there is an opinion, there's Rabbi Lazar. I'm not, I personally, I'm not following the position of Rabbi Lazar. I think that there are those who argue on Rabbi Lazar. But at least there is the position of Rebbe Lazar. Rebbe Lazar takes the position that as long as that at some moment it was forbidden to do Yibam, you can never do Yibam again. You're usher forever. And it's never permissible to do Yibam because it's viewed as a brother-in-law and sister-in-law outside the context of, of Yibam. So I could have responded. He said that Rebbe Amnun already left, but I could have responded back to him by saying the author of that Brisa is really Rebbe Lazar. I just, there's others who argue and I don't agree with Rebbe Lazar. It could have been Rebbe Lazar. So the, the Gemara then says, well, Rav really says, you know what, maybe Rebbe Lazar is not a good proof. Hadarma, he then went on to say, He then goes on to say, Rav says, well, maybe Rabbi Lazar doesn't agree to this. Maybe the only case that Rabbi Lazar says this in is when you could not have done Yibam at the time it was Asr, it was forbidden at the time of the death of the husband. But our case here, and what we are discussing, is a case where it was permissible uh, at the time of the death of the husband. Reuven died. Levi was allowed to do Yibam with Rachel, and only afterwards did Shimon die, and then Rachel and Leah are both Zakuk Liibam. They both have Zika and this connection to Levi. So that's our case, but maybe Rabbi Lazar only said his statement in a situation where uh, at the time of the Nephila, at the time of the death of the husband, that's when it was not allowed. But if it was allowed, so then maybe the law would be different, even according to Rabbi Lazar, and so therefore Rabbi Lazar is not really, it would not be, uh, would not be a source for that, for that Brisa. And so that's that's what Rav says. He wants to say that we should we should really not follow Rabbi Lazar. Just what exactly is this case of Rabbi Lazar that we're discussing? We haven't really discussed the actual case itself. So the case itself is as follows. The case itself is where uh, Ruvain is married to Rachel, let's say. Ruvain is married to Rachel. Ruvain's brother is Shimon. And Ruvain then divorces Rachel. He gets divorced to Rachel. And then he remarries her. He remarries Rachel. So he was married, divorced, then remarried. 
and then Reuven dies without children. So in that case, there's a dispute according to the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon, the majority there of the opinion that you could do Yibam. It is permissible to do Yibam. However, Rabbi Lazar argues, Rabbi Lazar says that no, you're not allowed to do Yibam. Why? So essentially, uh, there's different ways to say it, but essentially, um, she became Asr, she became forbidden at the time that they got divorced. They were married. And there is the opportunity to do Yibam. Once they got divorced, even though Reuven's alive, Reuven is totally alive, but they got divorced. So at, since at that point in time, it's impossible for Shimon to do Yibam with, uh, with Rachel because Rachel is not married to Reuven. Uh, so Rabbi Lazar is taking the position of Nison Mishon Mapilim that uh, the way we determine whether or not they're forbidden or, or allowed is not just at the time of the death of the husband, but it's really from their entire marriage. And once they got divorced, so therefore it was forbidden to do Yibam. So therefore it's forbidden to do Yibam forever. But that's the case of Rabbi Lazar. The Rabbanan argue. The Rabbanan say that no, since at the time of the death of the husband they were remarried, we don't care about the fact that they were got divorced at some point in time prior to the death. In the end of the day, all we care about is the time of death. Rabbi Lazar says no, we don't just care about the time of death. We sort of try to determine it even before the time of death while they are married. And since they got divorced, that sort of broke it up. Uh, but and uh, and the Chacham say that no, we go based on the time of death. At the time of death, they were married, so therefore you could do yibum. But Rabbi Lazar argues and says you can't do yibum. But Rabbi Lazar is clearly in a scenario where uh, it was permissible, would have been permissible to do yibum when they were first married. Then they got divorced. Then it became forbidden to do yibum. So that's the case where Rabbi Lazar says you're not allowed to do yibum, even if they were to remarry. But if they, but if there was ever a scenario where it became, sorry. Uh, Rabbi Lazar says his statement in a case where they were married, then they got divorced, then they got married. At the time of the death of Ruvain, at that very moment, that's when it was forbidden. At, at the time of his death, that's when it was forbidden to do Yibam because Rachel is not just Ruvain's wife, but it's also Ruvain's ex-wife. You have to take the history into account, according to Rabbi Lazar. And so therefore, that's the case where he says uh, it's forbidden forever. But if it was ever a time, point in time where the husband was died and it was permissible to do Yibam, so then even if it becomes forbidden for a certain point in time, once it becomes permissible again, so then it should be permissible according to Rav. That's what Rav says. And therefore, Rabbi Lazar is not approved. But then Rav says, you know what? The Hadar Amar afterwards, he said, no, in, really Rabbi Lazar is approved. And he even has a brisa to support that Rabbi Lazar really is of the opinion that once it was, it was permissible, then it became forbidden, and then it became permissible again, um, that really Rabbi Lazar is of the opinion that it is forbidden. That Rav would say that Rabbi Lazar, who's from the time period of the Mishnah, really has a different perspective, more like Shmuel, that it really is forbidden. And the proof to this is Vahatanis from the following Brisa. The Brisa is very similar to the case that we discussed in the last recording. Rabbi Lazar Omer, Rabbi Lazar says, Mesa Yivimto Mutter Beishto. So in that scenario, right, the scenario of the Mishnah we discussed in the last recording, where uh, Ruvain was married to Rachel. Ruva, um, Ruvain dies. Now Rachel should be doing Yibam Rechelitza with Shimon. However, Shimon then has a halachic engagement with Leah. Has a halachic engagement with Leah. So we say, Mesa uh, Yivimto, if Rachel dies, Mutter Bishto. So then, uh, then uh, Shimon is allowed to marry, complete the marriage to Leah because now it's no longer the sister of the one that he's zakuk to, to Rachel, because he's zakuk to Rachel. However, Mesa Ishto, let's say Leah passes away, so then, Rabbi Lazar is of the opinion that if Leah passes away, so then really it should be allowed, uh, Levi should, uh, sorry, Shimon should be allowed to do Yibam with Rachel because the sister passed away. But because we say 
there was a point in time where it was forbidden. This is the opinion of Rabbi Lazar. This is the opinion of Rabbi Lazar that once, since there's a certain time, point in time where it became forbidden, it becomes forbidden for, forever, and it can never become allowed. And so therefore, we require chalitza. We do require chalitza. You're not allowed to do yibam, uh, but we do require chalitza. So Rabbi Lazar would be of that position. The Gemara then asks one concluding question. If Rab is telling us that Rabbi Lazar is of the position to say that if it was permissible, then it became forbidden. Again, this is all after the husband passed away, but it became it was permissible at the time of his death. Then it became forbidden, and then it became permissible again. Rab himself is of the opinion that it's allowed. You're allowed to do Yibam. However, he recognizes the fact that Rabbi Lazar, that there's a Tana, there's a rabbi from the times of the Mishnah who disagrees and says that it's forbidden. Well, if that's the case, so then Shmuel and Ravasi, Shmuel was the one that said it was forbidden. Why didn't he just say that he holds like Rav Lazar. There's a previous opinion that even Rav is in agreement that holds like Shmuel, holds that uh, it remains forbidden. So why didn't Shmuel and Ravasi just say that we hold like Rav Lazar? So the more answer is no, because Shmuel and Ravasi, they really could have held even like the Rabbanan. They wouldn't limit themselves to Rav Lazar. They're of the opinion that even the Rabbanan, even if the majority uh, follows this position. Why? The Rabbanan, again, the case where the Rabbanan, the majority, they argued on Rabbi Lazar, was a case where before the death, Ruvain, he was married to Rachel, then divorced Rachel, then remarried her, and then Ruvain dies. So Rabbi Lazar is of the opinion uh, that... At the time of death, it becomes forbidden right away. Uh, she becomes forbid- forbidden to any of the other brothers because we still take into account the fact that at some point in time they were not married. After the marriage, they were, they were not married. Something that we refer to as Nisun uh, Rishonim Mapilam, that we figure it out and we determine it based on the previous history and the marriage. Uh, however, the Rabbanan could argue. The Rabbanan argue and they say that no, she was always permissible to any of the other brothers because all we care about is determining the status based on the time of death. And we don't look into the past. We don't look into to see uh, whether she was always permissible to do Yibam in the past. Right now, at the time of death, is she allowed to do Yibam? The answer is yes. She was married to Reuben, so it would be permissible to do Yibam. So that's when the Rabbanan argue on Rabbi Lazar. However, here, maybe the Rabbanan agree, said, claims Shmuel and Ravasi, that really the Rabbanan, the majority would agree that uh, in a case where it's permissible at the time of death, then becomes forbidden, then becomes permissible again, that it doesn't matter, in the end of the day, since it became forbidden at some point in time, it remains forbidden. And that's how Shmuel and Ravasi would hold. So in the end of the day, just to make things a little bit clearer, Rav is of the opinion that in that case where it's permissible at the time of death, then it becomes forbidden, then it becomes permissible again. Uh, Rav is of the opinion that it is permissible, that it is, it would be uh, permissible to do Yibam. However, Rav admits that Rabbi Lazar clearly argues, that Rabbi Lazar does argue and is of the opinion that they cannot do Yibam again. Shmuel and Ravasi, who are also from the times of the Gemara, like Rav. Uh, so they're of the position that it's not just Rebbe Lazar. It's not just Rebbe Lazar who holds that you are not allowed to do Yibam. It's even potentially the Rabbanon. Even the majority potentially holds that you are not allowed uh, to do Yibam. And the reason why they argued Rebbe Lazar was for some other reason. Because they determined everything based on the point of death, not based on when they were the previous marriage in the past, but really from the time of death. Okay, but this is the dispute between Rav and Shmuel about... Hutra, Vanesra, Vachazra, Vahutra. When it became permissible, then forbidden, and then became permissible again, do we say that you could or you cannot do Yibam? We will continue in the next recording with a new Mishnah.